Good morning, Laguna Beach. This is Craig on KXFM 104.7 Radio here uh, with a, a very special guest. But first, before we get to that, I know I know what everyone wants to know, and that's the weather. Because sometimes that's all we want to know, especially when you watch the news. You don't want to know what's going on in the world because all that really matters is the weather. Oh. And today, uh, today, the special weather report is, um, what does it say? Um, I printed out the wrong one. No, <laughs> that's what it says. It's 82 degrees. Precipitation is 0%. And it's supposed to be the high. Um, set, well, actually going through the week, it's going to be sunny tomorrow. Monday, a little cloudy. And rest of the week, it's going to be sunny all in around 80s. Uh, the word is uh, some of the heat is coming back. We had a, a, a bit of a of a repeal there, but it's coming back. So, yeah, can't help but 10-day. That's the 10-day forecast. Um, it doesn't say what the humidity is today. Mm, I always like to know that because, you know, on my complexion, it's, it's very important. <laughs> anyway, uh, I do have some announcements I need to make first before we get on to. We do have a very special guest this morning, so... But I do have a few announcements. I want to say that um, today uh, or tomorrow there's an event. Uh, the OC Center has an event up in Huntington Beach, which I think everyone should be interested in. And it's called Sip Timber. And what would you be sipping? Well, things that really sip well are wine, right? So it's a... Um, it's LGBTQ Center has a wine tasting and a connect and they're connecting over wine. That's tomorrow from two to eight, uh, two to 5 PM. It's at Huntington beach um, at six, five Oh one at the Huntington beach. Um, well, I got to tell you what it is. Well, actually you can go to the OC center website and you can get tickets uh, that prepaid prepaid tickets are $40 includes food sponsored by the high time wine sellers table. Uh, t- uh, Tables Creek Vineyards and Seal Beach Winery. There's cheese and um, some, some light pairing of foods. And there is a raffle entry. Um, so you should check it out. That's tomorrow again, uh, which is Sunday, the 25th. Today's 24th. How about that? 2 to two to 5 p.m. So it's the OK, OC Center. And if you've been under a rock, the OC Center is an LGBTQ service center for all things lgbtq for orange county it's a wonderful facility and they do all things to help out um, including things like suicide prevention up to fun parties and networking and in fact uh, laguna beach pride is partnering with them in uh, november on november 10th we're going to do a um a uh, very special mixer kind of for businesses that are in, in Laguna Beach and in Orange County uh, that are LGBTQ owned and, and address the special concerns regarding businesses in in Orange County and that have LGBTQ, um, you know, things going on. Also, I, I, I need to say that in, on, in October, uh, we're bringing the LGB, uh, Laguna Beach Pride is bringing back the beach bonfire. And I, unfortunately, I didn't print out the date on that. But if you go to Laguna Beach Pride, the beach bonfire is always very popular. It's at Liso Creek Beach, and it's free. And bring your pets, your your family. It's a very fun, free, watch the sunset, watch the stars come out, and the gloaming. 
gloaming is when the sky is still kind of pretty and a little bit shiny and uh you know you you kind of cuddle up with the one you care about and uh watch the sky kind of glow as the stars come out how's that sound kind of romantic huh yeah this early in the morning here in laguna beach <laughs> so that's coming up go to lagunabeachpride.org the website and go to events and tell us all about it including a few other events on there that are up and coming and uh also the um the mixer that's coming up in october it's all right there and uh if you've ever missed any of the programs here on rainbow radio you can always go to rainbow-radio.org or com and uh you can uh, actually today's program will be recorded and posted there later if you want to catch up on anything you missed uh today uh having said that so next Say hello, Jack. Let's see if your microphone's working. Oh, nope. I, I have to turn it on. Sorry. Try that again. Let's try now. Oh, that no, that's much better. Get, okay. get your get your lips right up there to that microphone. Let's, Is but, that better? Oh, that's better. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, we, we got it. So um, let me give you a little brief rundown. You know, usually my guests, they don't like to brag too much about themselves. But but Jack has a unique, <laughs> a, a, a unique situation here, which I want to which I want to praise him for. Jack Manning is his name, and he is actually lives in L.A., but he's down here for, what, six weeks, Jack? Yeah. yeah. And he is the fortunate person to participate in a program here where um, he's gift, I don't know, he's, he's granted. Is it granted? Yeah, I think that's an appropriate term. Okay, and he's an analog photographer. Jack Manning is a California-based analog photographer. He first experienced the art of photography when someone at a nonprofit job was working and handed him a camera and insightfully said, you need to learn how to use this. Uh, with that encouragement, he discovered his first photography experience to be profound and rewarding as he developed his expertise and his eye for lighting and composition, which are really important, using the digital camera for months. Eager to experience more, he bought a vintage camera, film camera. But some people, there's a whole generation out there who probably has never heard of film cameras. They're 35 millimeter and they use Kodak. Kodak, if you haven't heard of Kodak, Kodak was a company that, uh, you know, they made, well, Kodak was synonymous with camera. It used to be, oh, let's go to the park, let's go to the beach, grab your Kodak and we'll take some pictures was was the whatever they didn't say grab your camera they said grab your kodak <laughs> just like um used to be uh you would grab crackers were always was were never called crackers you you um now i can't think of what you'd call them but you you you, you everyone referred to them by the product name as opposed to what the item was so uh so he bought he grabbed he his vintage camera and fell in love with analog photography, which is his current preferred medium. He is currently an artist in residence at the art house in San Clemente, working on a project about yours truly Laguna beach. So we're, we're, he's going to be here for just six weeks, but we're going to do our best to entice him to never leave. Cause you know, but Laguna beach is like a drug. Once you take it, you, 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 you're stuck, you're here. So we're, we're, we're working, doing our best to, to, um, uh, to work him into the into the culture here, but he may never leave and he'll be forever changed. That's my mon that's, my, that's what I'm trying to do. Please join us as we uh, dis 
uh, find out what Jack is so passionate about here. So, um, Jack, uh, how are you adjusting? <laughs> well, um, it's it's quite easy to adjust. Down really, here, I must say. Yeah, I mean, you're in you're close to the beach. It's sunny every day. You don't have to worry about driving on the freeways. It's it's pretty good. My commute changed from driving on the five to Glendale to now driving up PCH to Laguna Beach. I mean, it's oh, how dreadful! I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you poor, you poor, you poor soul. <laughs> I know. It's my life is really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, let's dive in here a little bit. You, um, your experience with photography, um, with is it something you planned or did you just kind of discover it and your eyes opened up? Totally unplanned. Um, yeah, I, I didn't study it or anything like that. Everything I learned was um, like online, essentially. I'm totally self-taught. Um, so yeah, because of this job, like you said in the in the introduction, I was sort of given a camera and instructions to just learn and everything else has just been me discovering it. Um, and yeah, it's been, I think it's been great because of the like lack of expectations, just like whatever I want to do, I can do that sort of thing. So you weren't bridled with any uh, high expectations or you weren't bridled with any restrictions. So like, oh, no, you can't do that. or Right, exactly, which I think is freeing because it's liberating. I, yeah, exactly. It's liberating because I can just do whatever I want. Yeah. And no one no one can tell you, oh, no, you can't do that. So true creative spirit there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you um, got involved in this uh, grant program, did you know what it was about? Do they give you much of a description of what it was before you got involved with it? Um, a little bit. I mean, the website has some description of um, like what it entails, which is essentially like room and board at a house in San Clemente, like you mentioned, um, as well as a stipend and some uh, mentorship and guidance from the board and executive director on and, your project. And it's a nonprofit organization that that's what they do to promote art. Exactly. Yeah. It's a nonprofit organization. It's, I did, I did do a little research. It, it's, there's quite a few people involved in it and sounds very, um, I don't know, very, uh, thoughtful and very well organized. Mm -hmm. So you had to apply for this, uh, and they had they had to vet a few applicants, and you were among those, right? Mm -hmm. And apparently, exactly. you spoke quite well. <laughs> I guess I guess whatever like my application, they really um, connected to, and I, I pitched this project specifically. It wasn't just like, oh, I want to come and work and whatever. I was like, no, I'm pitching this specific Laguna Beach project, and it wasn't like, well, now will my room have a view? Yeah, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> The back patio does have a beautiful view. So, you know. <laughs> by the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you, um, I guess I could say you pitched Laguna Beach as the the focal point you wanted to uh, work on. Exactly. Yes, and specifically, this the project is um, about. It's like documenting Laguna Beach as it is currently, given the context that it, uh, you know, has this history of being very bohemian and arts colony. It used to be very gay, like. Uh, People would come down for the weekends from LA, San Diego, from all over the world. And over mm -hmm. time, that has sort of dwindled. Um, you're trying to bring it back. I know your involvement with uh, Laguna Beach Pride and yeah. many other people that I've met that are trying to do similar things or, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the long and short of it, I suppose. So I pitched that and they they really liked it. The founder and executive director are both gay. So I think they... Uh, thought it was important work to document. Um, yeah. 
So what is the scope of your documentation? What what do you how do you, what do you envision your documentation? Now it's it's photos, but is there going to be some uh some uh verbiage too, I suppose? Well, it really depends on what the final product will be, which I'm not exactly sure at this point. Um if it is a book, yeah, I think uh including some sort of text if it's like a foreword or afterword or you know, descriptions of images, um I think that I could see text being used in that way. Um, but the photos themselves are portraits of people, um, pictures of like places and things. A lot of the work, if I'm not meeting with people specifically, is just wandering around a neighborhood or in the downtown and sort of letting my curiosity lead me. And if I find something I like, I'll spend time with it. Um, and if I find a person I like, I'll spend as much time as they're willing to to give me. So you you might find a new perspective, perhaps that people even live here don't uh, haven't, um, I guess, grasped. Yeah, I you suppose know. so. Yeah, this this program. The nice thing about it is that it gives me complete control and freedom and time to do that sort of thing. Whereas people with you know a nine to five or other obligations might not uh, have the mental space or time to to do that sort of thing. So you can jump in 100% mm -hmm. uh, on every level and and go wherever uh, you feel the you want to lead yourself. Exactly. Which, well, that, you know, sometimes doesn't always work. Sometimes right. you end up in a neighborhood and you're like, I took one photo in three hours. But you know what? I I had to do it just so I could do it, that sort of thing. And mm -hmm. other times you'll, I'll fire off like, you know, a, a whole roll, like 36 shots and like 10 minutes just a like, roll yeah for you folks that don't know <laughs> film, analog film comes in rolls <laughs> and then you have to have it processed are, are there still places that process 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 film there are there are um there's a lot in la um but here in in laguna super color imaging is a place i've been going to and they do good work so oh cool i've been trying to you know shop local as much as i can <laughs> Have you been surprised by anything you found so far? I mean, you're only what uh, two weeks in or one weekend? Uh, almost two weeks in, and um, yeah, I think I think I have been. Give, they, us, give us a peek behind the curtain so far. <laughs> sure. Well, you know what you were talking about, like uh, Laguna Beach being like a drug and people feeling like drawn here. I have observed that people saying similar things or or feeling that way, um, and like different in different ways uh one person i this person named uh sunshine i wandered around town for like three hours with and he called laguna beach a um i think it was a vortex of divine feminine energy <laughs> whoa yeah right it was like very it's very like metaphysical and i i'm not sure exactly what that means i need to i need to do some more follow-up on what the divine feminine is but um <laughs> Uh, regardless, feeling like really drawn to the place, and um, I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly. That is a that's like one pattern I've noticed. Um, I'm trying to think what else there's been. Oh, someone uh, yesterday told me that um, Rock Hudson had a house on on Summit Drive. 
Yeah, there's there's a few celebrities over the years. I know Bette Midler uh, actually had a home here for a while. Mm. I don't know. I, and I, I'm suspicious that there are still people uh, with homes here, celebrities, but they don't. Um, I'm trying to get you on camera here for those people that are zooming in that might want to see Jack. Um, so, yeah, this person, it, yes, I've heard um, several celebrities have had homes here, specifically the... Um, comments about Rock Hudson was that his house um, was haunted. This person was saying that every time they've gone in there, they've, you know, seen ghosts and the owners, previous owners have had it like exercise, which I think is, uh, is fascinating. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, those are just two examples off the top of my head. I, I'm, I am after each encounter sort of documenting and writing down little tidbits of uh, information or, um, memories or quotes that people said, just in case, you know, if this does become anything to include that sort of text. Um, um there's, um, Laguna Beach is not without some very interesting characters, I have to say. I have found that. <laughs> Which, um, uh, I suppose every community has a few, a few interesting characters, but their share, but it seems Laguna Beach does some some that are uh, relished and some that are not so relished I, I suppose but um so uh i suppose one encounter leads to the next that leads to the next and and that's kind of what your path is that right yes i mean i think specifically with getting to know um people like through you i've met a couple other people and i'm sure through them i'll meet other people um, but when I'm, and that, that's fantastic. And I think that is like one side of the project where I get to know people who are in the community and pillars of the community. Um, but the wandering around town is more, I don't think that really leads to anything. I think it's just sort of like, I follow it until the path ends and then I go do something else. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, everybody here has been incredibly welcoming and interested in like connecting me with other people to talk to and photograph. So, um, yeah, thank you for having oh, no me on problem. here and, and connecting me with people and, and being so inviting. I, I just, um, I'm already anxious to see the results of your work. I know that's a work in progress, but uh, anxious to see the results of your work. Cause there is, uh, there is a, a heritage of the, of the community that it, there's so many people want to protect that and they don't want to remove that. And um, I should say to the listeners out there that Jack is working to put this together and he's not naive. I just to speak for you, he's not naive enough to, to say that he knows what he needs to see. And he has a, a website. It's Jack dash um, Manning Manning M A N N I N G dot com. Mm -hmm. Yes. And on the website, you can leave a comment there for anything that you may want to see him take a look at. And uh, so you can go there and on this project, it's specifically for this project, you can leave a comment and make some suggestions you feel. And I thought that was a brilliant thing to do because uh, it's, uh, again, not naive to think that you know everything that needs to be <laughs> discussed, but Laguna Beach uh, is a very, I think for a lot of people, it's a very personal thing to them. It's not just somewhere they live. It's something that is is a part of them on some level. And so there uh, 
is your opportunity you're, as a listener here on KXFM 104.7, I might add, uh, to um, have some input and maybe make some suggestions because there is a huge um, there is a huge difference between Laguna Beach and so many other beach communities. One thing I'll say is is the uh, twenty thousand acres of open spaces that Laguna Beach had the foresight to to set aside, which is unique in all of the beach cities along the west coast of the United States. That that has been preserved and preserved in a big way, and it's something that. Um, I don't know, makes Laguna Beach very special. Um, bicycling, hiking, uh, and it's, and it is designed there to be in there in perpetuity, uh, which is, uh, wonderful. So many of the other communities are, uh, you know, massive developments and big homes and which is nice. And, um, some people that's what's important, but in Laguna Beach, they felt we need at least one little bastion of, of that's protected along, uh, the California, along the coastline, I guess, of the West Coast. So here it is, and it's in Laguna Beach. And uh, I think the community is hell-bent to preserve that, and I support that. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, that quality, what you're saying about the protected, like, um, wilderness, it adds to the sense of, like, uh, seclusion and, like, intimacy that you feel in Laguna Beach, like driving through the canyon, it feels like you're leaving society and entering another one, which I, every time I've done that, I found, um, I felt like fascinated by that feeling. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I it's like the entering the twilight zone, Rod Serling. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, sometimes there's a lot of traffic on the Canyon route. So you're kind of bored waiting and you forget like, oh, right. I'm about to go into this like beautiful town and see this like panoramic view of the ocean. So, all right. You know. I love that the canyon just drops you right onto main beach and there's the ocean. It's kind of smacks you in the face. Exactly. Yeah. You know, someone I ran into on the beach, I took photos of them. He compared it to like, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright, the sort of compression and release in oh, his architecture. Yeah. So like when you enter a home, it's like the hallways are narrow and, and short. And then you enter like a, a big room. He compared the going down the canyon onto main beach as being like that. And I was like, that made sense to me. And oh, that's it's a cool. similar feeling. Yeah. Well, maybe you could represent that photo photographically somehow. That would be interesting. Yeah. Are there any Frank Lloyd Wright houses here in Laguna Beach? I don't think so. Um, I could be wrong. He's, he's, if, you never know where he is, his architecture pops up, you know? Exactly. And if you know a Frank Lloyd Wright house in Laguna Beach, please go to my website <laughs> and leave a comment. And I would love to come photograph it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that, by the way. Yeah. Well, I thought that was very insightful of you to do that. Yeah. Um. So, and so you have uh, almost another month of putting this together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, before your time's up, and um, so we have another month of campaigning uh, to uh, uh, make Jack this a new home for jack <laughs> <laughs> to persuade me to come move here so um you are where are you from and what drew you to this uh to uh southern california I'm or from, are you from southern california no i'm from illinois originally <laughs> <laughs> i hear that's east of here it is. It's it's northeast of here. I grew up in a, a town called Roscoe. It's about 10,000 people. Roscoe. Roscoe, yeah. 
It's a, it's like a suburb of Rockford, which is basically a suburb of Chicago. It's oh. a, it's a small town. Um, and I moved here in 2019, early 2019. Um, yeah, I grew up always being fascinated with Southern California. And after 25 years of, you know, brutal winters, I, I said enough, I <laughs> I'm ready for some sunshine. And, uh, so yeah, I made, I made the move out early 2019 and I have some family here. So it was, you know, I had some connections. It was, it was a, a pretty good transition. You have, um, uh, where's your family going like, oh my God, he's going to the land of the fruits and nuts and crazy or, or were they supportive? <laughs> they were pretty supportive. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they've always sort of been like, yeah, you know, do your thing. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Spread your wings. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool. I thought yeah, it's yeah. good to have a family that's supportive. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, I've I've been in LA since 2019, and this is my first real, like, uh, at least temporary move um, outside of that. Outside of LA, mm -hmm. yeah. Had you been to Laguna Beach or down uh, to San Diego or any of these other cities? I actually much? had, yeah, yeah. In 2020, in the summer. I went to Laguna Beach here. I went with a friend that sort of showed me around and that was the, I didn't know the history. So my friend brought me here and was like, yeah, this used to be the Boom Boom Room. There's this other bar called Woody's and sort of described that uh, people used to come down here from LA, from San Diego, from all over. And over time that had dwindled. And that was before I actually started even taking photos. I think I started like a month after that. Oh. And um, so I didn't think about it too much. I was like, oh, that was a nice day trip. And uh, <laughs> then like March or April of this year, it, I started thinking about it again. I saw an article. I think it's a curbed article from a few years ago. I don't know how I found it, but it was describing that sort of uh, change over time. And I was really interested in it. I, um, I'm going to make a blatant <laughs> promotional mention here. I did... Um write an article about Laguna Beach, a uh, uh, commentary, I guess, a guest, a guest uh, article in Stu News yesterday came out regarding Laguna Beach and uh, the culture of the gay element and gay bars. And I, what my interpretation is of, of what's happened in the last probably 10, 15 years. And um, I, I really think it kind of explains did you see it by any chance? In, I need to read it. Yeah, it's in Stu News. Okay. And um, I I was pleased that Stu News felt um, it was important enough to publish, first of all, and I thank Stu News for that. And I've gotten so many comments about it because I, I explained I, what I feel has transpired with that whole cultural change that uh, Laguna Beach experienced. And why I feel it's so important that we look at that and look at that history and look at maybe uh, what the future might bring. And um, I'm very, uh, well, if you, you'll read it, Jack, and, and see what you think. But um, if you're listening and you haven't read it, just go. Uh, it's online. It's Stu News and uh, Craig Cooley is, is the article. And it, the question is, why is a gay bar so important? To Laguna Beach and it's it explains kind of what's happened in the last 10 15 years and what is we're hopeful for for the future you know and and answers the question I think quite well I might add <laughs> I should have read it before I came on darn it that's all right yeah. <laughs> you'll have time 
we'll have to have you back at the end of your uh your uh i guess your program mm -hmm. uh in another four weeks how about that, that would i would love good. to yeah, yeah, yeah. you can uh, you can share with us all your experiences uh of um of laguna beach and kind of you know you can be that mirror for us mm. so we can look at ourselves a little bit i think that's that's important. I think we forget to do that. You know, um, we're so close to the to the woods, we don't see what's going on. You know, I think that's true. Having an outsider perspective sort of shifts your own perspective yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we forget. You know, mm -hmm. we forget that we can drive up the coast and be at such a short, wonderful commute, uh, and uh, that it's we're in such an idyllic. Uh, community here with so many things going on uh do you have any brothers or sisters that are uh crazy like you <laughs> <laughs> i have two sisters I, I think they're pretty i think they're pretty normal though really they, yeah they're both married how my, disappointing well, i mean they're they're interesting people but yeah <laughs> um yeah i have an older and a younger sister my older sister is a teacher who lives in south bend indiana god bless her yeah god bless her <laughs> uh, on zoom still she's still doing zoom teaching oh wow yeah um and my younger sister she lives in richmond virginia and she's a sports nutrition director oh for, wow yeah that's very interesting yeah yeah so yeah she uh helps athletes um like eat properly you know does she does she tell you jack you got to do this <laughs> no she's not like overbearing in that way but like it's um i mean she'll give advice for like you know meal prepping and and things like that um that's cool yeah yeah but she's not like i mean she's the kind of person that is like you know if you want to have a cheeseburger once in a while have a cheeseburger like yeah you don't have mm -hmm. to be so strict yeah. with your diet and all yeah I, you got to live a little i mean you know right <laughs> i mean yeah no i agree Otherwise, it's pretty boring. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short music break here and be back on the other side with Jack and uh, carry on a little bit more here. You're welcome to call in uh, on KXFM 104.7. Our our number is, and I always forget it, it's 949-715-1045. Uh, We're back here at KXFN 104.7 and, and uh, Jack Manning doing a document, a photojournalist documentary on Laguna Beach for the next uh, five or four and a half weeks. Um, so we had a little discussion. There's something, uh, a point that off mic here that Jack brought up that um, is the, and I think it's a very important comment he made about the focus of his photojournalism. Can we call it photojournalism? Well, it... I I hesitate to call it that because it's not really for a publication. And I, I, with the term photojournalism, there's sort of the implication that it's going to be objective, which is not my okay. objective. <laughs> <laughs> I My intention is to be um, as subjective as possible, to come into this town and, and experience it and depict people how I see them. Um, okay. Or, yeah. So... It, does that make sense? Yeah, very, very much so. No, I like that. I'm, so it's a little more personal and I, I think artistic than rather than um, 
like straightforward objective. So it's uh, a perspective. Journalism. It's a perspective. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what I'm going for at least. Yeah. And um, what, what your comment with regard to uh, uh, who, or I guess uh, what's inclusive in it, you, you made it, you, yeah, elaborate so, on that. Sure. So off mic, we were just talking about um, the history of Laguna Beach uh, is very gay centric, um, very male centric. And I'm curious about any other um, people or places or things that are under the umbrella of, you know, queer LGBTQ, um, like lesbian people, bisexual, transgender, um, any history that is related to that. Um, I'm very fascinated with because so much of what I've come across is um, gay men, which is not bad. It's just I'm interested in potentially complicating that or expanding. You what, just don't want a steady diet of gay men on it. No, I mean, yes, for the project, no. For my personal life, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too much. No, 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 yeah. no. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I I know when we when uh, we do gay pride, um, we are very sensitive to be inclusive of the LGBTQ plus plus plus, um, and make mm -hmm. it a very inc inclusive on every level. And it's easy to uh, fall into one vein of it and not, um, and that's the wrong thing to do. You know? Yeah, well, it's just like I mean, it's natural with humans. We sort of like self categorize and form our own little tribes. Like when I met you actually at Laguna Beach Pride, I, I noticed this, there was like this center, this core of like lesbians under this tent. And I was like trying to break in and like start conversations with them. And I was not successful, <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I was able, or like there was a lot of other gay men around and I was, you know, able to talk to some of them. That's where I met uh, Harry as well. Harry Huggins. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Huggins. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm fascinated by that as well because I know I, there must be, you know, a presence. It's not it's not like a town just only has gay people. Like there must be. Oh gay yeah. People. Yeah yeah. They're they're everywhere. They're everywhere, <laughs> and I'm dying to meet them all. <laughs> and Jack um, asked if he could ask me some questions, and <clears throat> instead of. Um, you know, kind of the other way around. And I'm not done that, but I, I thought, well, um, you know, uh, let's do that. Well, uh, so I'm going to say, Jack, we're going to turn the tables around here at KXFM. Instead of me being the, um, uh, who was the, uh, Larry, who was the interviewer, the old guy with the suspenders? Oh, uh, was it Larry King? Larry King, yes. Instead of me being Larry King, <laughs> Jack is going to be Larry King. <laughs> <laughs> Get me some suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. the, re the reason I want to do this is because, you know, a lot of this project is, like I was describing, meeting with people, asking them questions, or walking up to people and asking them questions. So um, sure. as, as kind as you are to ask me some, um, yeah, I mean, I'm also interested in in your involvement. Like, what? why are you so passionate about um, the gay community here in Laguna Beach? Um, I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess for me, I, I was, um, it's, it's so kind of overwhelming that, um, the changes I've seen in my life that, um, 
from I mean, I remember being from 14 years old thinking that uh, my future was pretty bleak and then uh, seeing never ever thinking in my wildest dreams I would be on a radio station in a beach community talking about uh, gay issues um, at 14 years old I <clears throat> ran out of the house crying realizing that this was something that I couldn't deal with very easily. And I remember crawling into my dad's uh, baby blue Dodge pickup and locking the doors and and uh, lying down on the, the seat, crying, thinking I that, that nothing more dreadful or more horrible could happen. And as I did, I remember my hand fell down under the seat and I found his cold 22 pistol under the seat thinking this was a message that to me and, and this is what I needed to do. And I thought um, for a while and, uh, and was, gave it some serious thought. And then I, after a period of time, fortunately, I thought, well, maybe I, that's one option, but maybe I should just see how this plays out. I just thought maybe I'll never know. Maybe I should just see how it, it plays out. And fortunately that's what I thought. I just see how this plays out. What could, what could be worse, you know? And so now I, I, I'm, I look at that incident and I think about how many other people don't make that decision I made. And so for me, I feel, um, to answer your question, I feel passionate about sharing life's experiences and maybe helping others see that there is a, a better, um, a better decision that can be made, you know? And so, uh, I hope that I can share those messages with as many people as I can. And I feel that Laguna beach is kind of a, a, a great place to do that. And, uh, to maybe make life um, better for many other people with that message. And I, things like Ghana, <laughs> people go, why, why do you pick Ghana? Ghana is a, 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 is a community in the continent of Africa on the east or the west coast. And it's so, it's suffering so much from political angst. There are many countries, but it's, it, it's, uh, I got a bunch of listeners there and I think if they're listening and they're hearing a good message, you know, and I can continue to send a good message and maybe make a difference in some way, or maybe there's someone in the Midwest that's struggling and they can hear a good message, you know, or maybe there's someone in the local community, you know, and they can hear a message that might change their, their life. That's what kind of keeps me going to answer your question. Why I do that. Okay. That's a long answer. Well, thank you for sharing that story. That's, um, that's very like brave and courageous of you to share that. <laughs> it's really scary. Um, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have experiences like that. I, there was, um, a kid in my high school that I, he was never out, but I mean, I, in retrospect, I, I think he was gay and committed suicide and just, we just didn't have that sort of uh, support or resources or anything like that. And yeah, I think it's important to 
share those stories and like you know as adults like light you know not to be like cliche and say like it it gets better but like seriously like (laughs) you need to like at least try yeah right like um so thank you for sharing that and i yeah um well it's gotten easier to share it i i do recently i saw a youtube video where this uh 16 year old in in idaho falls which i had a a hotel that was under my authority when I was a regional manager. And I know the community pretty well. And he, I I saw the interview with his parents and the people he knew. And to me, he was obviously gay, but that never came up. It's like your friend, you know, you kind of knew, but it never. Right. And he, uh, he broke into his high school and left a note in the locker of his best friend. We don't know what the message was and then took his car and drove it into the Idaho Falls river, whatever it was and killed himself. And they couldn't find him for weeks. And finally they found the car and him and his parents were just devastated. They just hoped and hoped and hoped he would drive back in the driveway one day. And it was just, it was so awful. And this young, attractive young guy that just, you know, you just wish it had been a different day, a different time, and, and he'd had made a different choice. Um, and so, yeah, so it still happens, unfortunately, even though there's um, a lot of resources out there, uh, even though there's a lot of opportunities to make a different decision, uh, people uh, still find it so devastating that they can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And th- when they... I often say too, Jack, about bullying. This this happens a lot too. People say, "Well, you know, that always happens. It's it's been going on forever and ever and ever." And I like to draw a distinction between being gay and being bullied, and being non-gay and being bullied. Um, when you're gay and you're being bullied, and you decide, "Well, why are they bullying me?" and or and when you're straight and you're being bullied, you're not. To me, it's usually some attitude or something that you're doing that maybe you say, well, I can change that. If, if I'm not conforming to the way the bullies feel, I, I can be maybe be different. Uh, but if you're gay, you can't. If you're gay you're, you're, and you're being bullied, you realize, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I am this horrible person because it's something I can't change. And with that, that's that's a horrible thing. And then you maybe take it a step further and you know there's no one you can talk to because you don't think anyone will understand. Uh, you, uh, and you And years ago, it was considered an illness and against the law. And also, spiritually, it was considered immoral. Mm-hmm. So you had the, all those things going against you. and which is a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, now, fortunately, it's not considered an illness. Um, it's still considered immoral in a lot of circles, but not all of them. Uh, and fortunately, it's um, less and less illegal, although they're still in the United States, there are states where you can be fired for being gay, mm-hmm. for, for no other reason, just for being gay. But that's, that's all that those changes take time unfortunately yeah that's what i say so with that (laughs) 
I'm going to give the Suicide Prevention Helpline 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. And before anyone does anything rash, make that phone call. Just give it a chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I say. So It's important. Important message to send out. Um, I remember, I got to tell one more story. What time, how are we doing on time? We're, yeah, we're running out. But I tell one more story. I was um, managing a local bar here, um, at Main Street Bar and Cabaret, about three or four years ago. And I was in the back parking lot, and there's this young blonde kid with a skateboard, uh, very handsome young kid. And he was in the parking lot back there, and he's going back and talking to his friends. And I thought, boy, what a wonderful life here in Laguna Beach. You got your skateboard, you got everything going for you. And he was talking to someone, and I, I, I'd seen him around. I kind of knew his, I remember knew his first name and knew who he was. And I knew that he had some something to do with the Sandpiper bar, or he lived over there or something. And it was just later, about four days later, he committed suicide. And I thought, you know, I was just blown away. You just you just never know. You never know what's going on inside that person's mind or what what demons they have, and how unfortunate it is. And I always like to say this: we we like to think that there's a warranty with our psyche and that it's very durable. It's not always very durable, and and it's okay for your psyche to be a little fragile. It's okay to coddle it a little bit. It's okay to to have those emotions and to to let them. To be human, you know, to 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 have those feelings and let them out. So, uh, it, it's okay to be human. It's okay to be yourself. More importantly, yeah, those are all good things on this Saturday morning here in Laguna Beach. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you're right. We're all very like fragile. Yeah. And I like to the- think that, Huna, that Laguna Beach has been a safe haven for a lot of people in the that. Uh, I think so. I mean, yeah. that's what, as far as I understand, initially why gay people came here is because it was so removed and separate that they could be themselves. Correct. They, they couldn't be at their day jobs in L.A. or San Diego or whatever, but here they could be. So far think- enough away that they that they wouldn't um, be outed, far enough away that they mm-hmm. could be themselves and hold hands or be with someone that they cared about. Right. Yeah, and not be in the newspaper or lose their job or their employment. Yes. You know. Uh, yeah, so I think that energy, that atmosphere persists a little bit to this day, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, I know someone that I just the other day uh, said, oh, don't take up that picture of me. I'm not out. And I thought, oh, my God, they're older person and they're not know, out. You know? That, yeah, on the beach, on West Street Beach the other the other day, I, you know, pro- actually, no, he, he waved at me. And I walked up to him. It's a blessing. I'm an introvert. I... I'm, it's a blessing when people approach me walking around with the camera. So he waved. I'm like, yes, thank you. Walk up, sit down with this guy, talk to him for probably an hour, find out that he is like not out in his professional life and uh, taking photos. And afterward, I, you know, discussed a little bit of like, oh yeah, this might be like, you know, published or something. And he was immediately like, no, 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 no. Like oh my. not interested in that. And I'm like, and he, he was older. He was probably like 55, 60, something like that. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't mean to like 
judge other people. Like everyone has their reasons for, for, um, you know, doing what they do. But it, I guess it just made me a little bit sad. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. And I, I feel uh, more, the, it's more about the, the apprehension and the self-loathing is more damaging than the attitude that you might experience being whom you are. You right. Know. Yeah, what you're doing to yourself is worse than what anybody else yeah. could do to you. Exactly. That's, that's the way I feel about it, having experienced it, you know. Um, although I did have a very unique coming out experience, at least with my mother and that, um, I'll make it brief because, but I, I find it interesting because I don't know anyone else in the world that had the coming out experience with their mother that I did. I was between careers and uh, I was struggling to decide what, you know, what I might be passionate about. Like you found photography that you're pretty passionate about. And I, so there was a book called What Colors Your Parachute? And it was a self-help book. And I, so I read it and it said, if you don't know what you're passionate about someplace, sometimes it's good to start with writing a little diary about what your interests are and it will help you maybe visualize where what is important to you. So I, I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And uh, I thought, well, this is um, a lot of work. I'll, I'll record it. So I, in those days, they had cassette recorders. So I got a cassette recorder and I, I found a blank tape and I recorded a 90 minute tape and I stock up, talked about things. I was born in Wairika and then I talked about my dad and my mom and growing up and, and many things. And I talked about gay sex in it too. And I talked about, I was very candid and, and, and very honest because I was speaking to myself and no one else. And and at the end, I'm singing and laughing. And I think the last few words I said, and life goes on, was my closing words. Mm -hmm. But it was um, pretty descriptive, I will say. <laughs> and um, I talked about my things that made me happy and things that I was, you know, I talked about my dad's best man and how he used to drive his little Mustang outside of town and pitch up, pick up hitchhikers and have, so he could have sex with him and drive him to the next town. And I figured that's would be my life, you know, and he worked mm -hmm. at the flower shop, you know. And so <laughs> things that only people in the community would know. Well, I went home, I, I left my car at home with a cassette recorder in it. And my nephew was playing it. He's like eight years old. And my mom heard my voice on the cassette recorder oh. and by herself. She told me later that she rewound the cassette and listened to it oh. beginning to end. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> and she couldn't respond, you know, she, she listened. Yeah. And I just can't imagine how lonely that would be for a parent and how guilty she felt and how she felt that she couldn't, that it was her fault, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, so she kept calling, it took a while and she called me and she said, well, Craig, it was none of my business, but I listened to the tape and I didn't know what, she I said, what, what are you talking about? Well, the tape, and it was none of my business. And I'm going, I don't understand what tape, was there a tape? And then she says, the one you left in your car. And then I go and I, and I, then I start thinking what it was. And then I, and then I just, I, I just started shaking. I couldn't, I said, mom, I. I can't talk right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I was at Lake Tahoe and I, I went to the beach 
and sat on the beach and watched the waves come in for about an hour and thought, oh, uh, I, I thought my poor mom. But um, we laughed about it later. And it was, um, in retrospect, I think it was um, probably the most honest conversation I had with my mother. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> and I think uh, we had a very special um, relationship. We always did, but that made it even Anyway, I don't know why I'm sharing that, but I don't, I don't know that I recommend it. <laughs> but no, you're fine. And this is this is what I enjoy about asking people questions because I, I just sort of am silent, and people <laughs> people keep talking and they share Apparently. these sort of things, and I'm like, yeah, please, keep, yeah. keep going. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's my process. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're doing really good here. <laughs> Yeah, I, now you want my, now you'll want my job. <laughs> no. I don't know about that. No. But, oh yeah. my! You know we're one at one minute over our allotted time here, Jack. I guess I don't know where the the time has gone, and we didn't get to on this day in history. But at this point, it seems really silly <laughs> compared to our conversation this morning. Um, so I think we're going to have to have you back in uh, four weeks, five weeks near the end. And we need to look at the calendar soon and get you on the calendar. I think that would be great. Okay. And uh, see how you feel about your progress here in Laguna Beach and and um, if you found a new home. <laughs> we'll see. I know I have some travel planned in November, so I'm going to be visiting friends and family. But I think I I don't think the project will be complete the end of this residency i think i'm gonna have to come back and, and well you can more. give us a perspective on it yes exactly yeah, yeah that's yeah. all i, don't I could do a, bef a before and after a little yeah bit. i don't yeah. expect a, a full dissertation about the sure yeah, the, yeah. the finished product it won't be in the can <laughs> no god no i'll just be yeah going through the images afterward yeah and it always subject to change mm -hmm. yeah well, this is Craig on KXFM 104.7. We've had a fabulous morning here in Laguna Beach, and I'm sure we'll have many more to come. Uh, this, uh, If you want to share this program with your friends and family and feel it's important, it will be posted on uh, rainbow-radio.com uh, later this afternoon uh, as a podcast, or you can catch it here on KXFM 104.7 on our podcast. Uh, we also um, love the financial support of anyone who wants to make a, a donation on behalf of Rainbow Radio. You can go to uh, the page on KXFM's website for Rainbow Radio, and you can actually make a donation there if you are so inclined. As we do things to try and do our best to be good stewards in the community and support Laguna Beach as much as we possibly can. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We're going to. Uh, Ida May is not here today, obviously, or she'd be chomping at the bit. So it's just going to go into some of Ida May's music. Again, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next week here on KXFM 104.7. Thank you. Jack, did you have any last words? I just want to thank you for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. It. It's been a pleasure. Thank Likewise. you. <laughs>